happening? How you feeling? Um, I'm actually really good. Like I okay. feel like every time you ask me this, I'm like, girl, I'm so tired and exhausted, Lord. But I'm actually really good. I feel like just renewed. I don't know why. I just I'm good. I don't have any complaints. Well, can you pass some of that renewedness to me? You know what? Yeah. I got some in this glass. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe it's your drink. <laughs> Maybe it's this. But how are you, friend? You know, I'm blessed and highly favored. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to complain. Um, I'm that's okay. That's good. Well, I have a petty question for you in our first segment. But So I'm going to give you $5. Okay. Right. Like five whole dollars. Just five. Just five. I can't get ten. Nope. With Lord. this five dollars, this is what you have to do. So you have to build your ideal mate with this five dollars. So I'm gonna read you the menu items. Okay? Okay. Good looking, three dollars. Funny, one dollar. Smart, one dollar. Great in bed, two dollars. Faithful, three dollars. Wealthy. $3, no kids, $1, tall, $1, great body, $2, romantic, $2. So what you buying? First of all, I ain't buying nothing. <laughs> I you don't have enough money to build my <laughs> man. Can you I better, get $10? No, you better make it Erica, work. I don't have... You, <laughs> you better make it work. This question is so petty because Erica knows good damn well. I don't have enough money to build my Five dollars. What you buying? Erica, two things, and I'm already over budget. What are your two? What are your two things? <laughs> I'm over budget. I can't set that I'm finished. <laughs> yeah, this question is so Ooh. petty. So you have to answer this question. Five dollars. What you getting? Come on. Okay. <laughs> um. She really mad. She don't have. Enough. I'm really upset. Like you don't have enough coins. <laughs> I don't have enough coins, and I feel like Erica should have gave me ten dollars. Nope. Five. There's a purpose to this, okay? Five dollars. What you got? I feel so much pressure. <laughs> oh, okay. Option number one. Can I get two? I'm going to give you two options. You got too many requirements. <laughs> you need to just. Y'all, this is so impossible. This is like when I'm in a Chick-fil-A line and somebody in front of me is taking too long to order. But you know exactly what you're going <laughs> to get. They've been having the same menu for 25 years. But. Yes, what are you what are you buying? Listen. This is your ideal mate. So there's gotta be for something $5? there's something important on here. Well there are about three things on here that's three dollars, so Lord, <laughs> she in the negative four dollars. Anyway, okay. If I gotta fit in the five dollar yes thing, I would definitely say faithful. Yes. I would definitely say funny. Yes. And I would definitely say smart. Yes. $5. Those are actually the same things I was going to get. Yeah. Because you actually get the most for your money with it. <laughs> and just, I like to get the most for my money. I'm so. just praying that God don't send no tree monster. Because <laughs> listen, mom, let me tell you something about my family. My parents will talk about you to your face. Um, and tell you how you're not attractive. Or or if I tell my mom I'm talking to somebody, she'd be like, how ugly is he? How you know he ugly? <laughs> well, Okay. Scratch the menu items, but do you really have an ideal mate in your head? I feel like we all did or do at some point, but yeah. what is your ideal mate? Okay, so I definitely want to be with somebody that is like, that is my best friend. 
Mm-hmm. Like somebody that's my best friend, somebody that's smart and intelligent, somebody that's faithful, somebody that's loyal, somebody that has a relationship with God, you know, somebody that wants to have a family, that wants to travel. Obviously, you know, you want somebody that's very attractive to, to you, good looking, and that is a beast, you know. But wait, <laughs> anyway, wait. <laughs> um, but I would say, give or take, um, oh, and somebody that's romantic. And I say that because my, I love my daddy, but my daddy is not romantic at all, and it bothers me. <laughs> it really bothers me. But not even just like super, super romantic, but this, but just takes, but just takes like notice of, you know, things that like I like to do or makes me happy or, you know, stuff like that and being romantic. But, um, Give or take, that's kind of mine. I feel like for me, it'd be damn near everything on this menu list. So that's about right. $50 of a mate. But <laughs> I, I feel like, obviously, looks is important. Yeah. Because you want to be attractive. If you roll up to me, you look like a tree monster, it's enough for y'all. <laughs> Unless God put it in my spirit that you it. But, I mean, also, of course, I want you to be faithful. Some of these things on this list is actually a preference, not really a something that's a deal breaker like I would prefer this person that I'm with to not have kids already but that's not a deal breaker yeah that's same. a preference yeah like, I just prefer that and then um wealthy I mean I ain't a gold digger so but <laughs> ain't messing with no. but I'm not like I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying that you have to be that and then faithful of course like I don't have time to be um busting no doors down and so then <laughs> um romantic I I like romance, but I'm not like a romantic person. Yeah, like I, I know just, what you mean. Same. I mean, it, it'd be cute to have like a nice dinner or something, but I'm not like if you don't do all the like romantic shit you see on TV, then I'm not going. You gonna be it. okay? Yeah. So, um, great in bed. Yes, you wouldn't want to be bad. But anyway, that'd be re- horrible. <laughs> moving <And> on. <awkward. laughs> <laughs> well, he can learn. Time. He can learn. Do you really think he you can gotta learn? speak up for yourself, ladies? How many <laughs> times do I say speak up for yourself? If you don't like something, you know what you like. That's true. This is about to turn into a different podcast. So I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> obviously, I want you to be smart so we can have an intelligent conversation. Nobody want no dummy. No, I've talked to I've talked to a dumb person before. It didn't work out. I just want you. I'm not saying you've gotta like be Einstein. Read the encyclopedia backwards or something like just. Have, be able to hold an intelligent conversation and don't yeah. just look at me like you're just trying to, you don't know what you're talking about. So then funny, yes, because I love to laugh and I'm actually goofy too. I love to crack jokes, um, so I want somebody to be funny too. Yeah. And that's it. But I mean, so obviously if you just have $5, then that ain't going to work for you, huh? It's not. <laughs> I told you. I'm already <gasps> in the negative. I know I was going to get a kick out of that. I'm glad that you got a kick out of it. Do you think your ideal mate is good? Yeah. Where he at, though? No, I think mine does, too, but I just don't know where he at. Yeah. I think sometimes, (laughs) like, one thing that I've been praying is I've really been, like, I've been praying very specific prayers to God in regards to this because I just don't have time. But I think sometimes, like, have you ever thought that maybe you're not meeting somebody because God got you here? Uh, yes. Like, no. Same. (laughs) And I think sometimes people get so worked up in my head. I'm like, do you ever think that God don't want you, doesn't want you talking to anybody because your mate not ready and you not ready? Yeah. So I think I think of things like that. 
Because I was talking to God the other day, and I was like, where are you at, though? And God was like, not really. But, <laughs> but a lot of the times, what you have in mind is nothing like what he's going to be like. Just right. keep it real. Like, because you, you actually don't know what you need. Right? You're right. And then you can't see the future of your life. So what you need right now probably ain't what you need in the future if you want this person to be there then. So I just feel like, yeah, sometimes you'd be like, okay, God, what, 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 what are we doing? Yeah. But at the same time, I would rather just wait than rush into something that I'm going to be miserable in anyway. Been there, done that. Not doing that again. Girl. So anyway, let's move on to <laughs> the journey. Uh, this is just something that we have learned over the course of living all things millionaire. So it's real simple. We've learned that everything is not going to be perfect when you're building your brand. And so it's important to remember that progress is better than perfection. Do you agree? I agree. And one thing I've learned is that it's not even just piggybacking off what you just said. It's not about perfection. It's about being honest and real and showing your true self. Yeah. Because so I'm really into a lot of things digital like social media, marketing, advertising, all that stuff. I get a kick out of it. Um, but one thing that I've learned or that I've seen is that people fall in love with people mm-hmm. who then fall in love with the brand. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the most perfect brand, the most perfect aesthetic. Like, people fall in love with the people. For instance, like, one of my favorite influencers is Raven Lee. Love her. Been following her for a while. But people fell in love with Raven Lee as a person and then of course since they fell in love with her they fell in love with her brand Mm -hmm. so i think that a lot of times people sit here and think that everything has to be perfect don't get me wrong i think there's a difference between being perfect and professional i think it has to be professional i don't think it has to be perfect i think as long as your brand is you and it's authentic and it's a hundred percent and it's a representation of you that's all that matters yes and i think when you get caught up in perfection it could actually hinder you from moving forward or even starting. Maybe you have this dream in your head that you want to start something, but you're like, well, I don't have everything that I need, or this is not going to yeah. be perfect. It's about progression. Like, perfection can really hinder you from even starting, which you're going to look back a year ago and be like, dang, I was supposed to start that, or yeah. I was supposed to go ahead and write that book, or I was supposed to, you know, whatever it is on your heart. Like, you have to do it. If you have that inkling, period, then you need to just start. That is exactly what me and you did. We didn't know what we was doing when we first, first, first had an idea, but okay. we decided. Still don't. <laughs> but, we, but we started, you yeah. know, and we're keeping the train moving. Going. And if you do not start or yeah. you stop because you feel like it's not perfect, it's only probably because you're looking at what everybody else is doing. Listen. And that is only helpful if you're looking at people that are like-minded and have yeah. similar brands. But it's not helpful if you're looking at it in a way to try to compare your brand to yeah. these other brands. Because mm-hmm. these could be brands that's been out and doing the thing for three, four years. Of course, they're going to have a little bit more consistency with what they're doing. Or, yeah. you know, whatever you're looking at, it's because they've started, which is something you need to do. Yeah. So anybody that is listening, go ahead and start what you're doing. You don't have to be perfect. You just need to be you. Progressive people. I second that. All <laughs> right. So mentor moment is what we have for y'all next. And this is just a question that we get and we give our advice on it. So the question is, Shelby, how do you deal with rejection? What is, um, What was it that was most impactful that you've experienced and what did you learn from it? 
there's the thing. I do don't deal with rejection very well. Um, but what I will say is that I'm learning to, if I feel rejected, to, depending on what type of situation it is, like if there's another party involved, trying to determine, you know, what I could have done better, how I could have handled things better, or what I could have done differently, you know what I mean? Or what skills do I need going forward, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So one thing that I always try to do when I reflect is I try to self-reflect within myself to see what I can do to make the situation better or to have a different opportunity. And if there's another party involved, definitely asking them their opinion and output. Um, And then I've just had to simply learn that that's not my door. Um, and it's funny that you've asked this question because I feel like I've been struggling with rejection a lot lately because I feel like there are so many things and opportunities that I want to do that I've been rejected for them that I'm more than qualified to do, but the door still closes. And so I think in dealing with rejection, I've had to learn that even though I'm qualified to do it and even though I can do it, like, that's not my door. And if it's not my door, it's not going to open. It don't matter what I do. It don't matter what connection I got. It don't matter my smarts. It don't matter. It doesn't matter, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just learning to accept that that's not my door because at the end of the day, what's for me is for me. And what's not is not. Um, I think for me, the most impactful thing in dealing with rejection is learning how to react to that. There are two ways that you can react when you're rejected. You can throw a bitch fit, which does nothing. I do that. (laughs) Or... You can look at it and you can say, God, what do I need to learn? What are you trying to teach me? What Mm -hmm. do I do now? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie, I usually throw a bitch fit. But (laughs) then when I get over it, like, I found myself lately going to God and saying, okay, God, like, what do I need to learn? What do you want me to do? Like, why isn't this my door? Like, what? what? Like, what is it? Sometimes, like you say, I don't hear nothing. Yeah. And sometimes I get an inkling of what to do. And I think sometimes our season of rejection is our season of redirection. Mm-hmm. It's our season of cleaning up some things that we need to clean up before we get to the next level of our life. It's our season of figuring out who we are as a person because sometimes we have to be very, very sure and very, very definite in who we are when we go into the next season of our life. There can't be no half-assness. There can't be no ands, ifs, or buts about it. It can't be no, I kind of know who I am. It can't be any, I'm kind of confident who I am. It can't be any... You know, I think I'm good. Like, sometimes you got to realize, sometimes we ask God for so big in things for the next levels that we don't realize that in order to go to that level, since we ask big, we got to be ready. Yeah. Not halfway ready, but I'm talking about on a thousand, a hundred. Like, we got to be so ready. So, for me, I think the most impactful thing in my rejection season is learning that God is still molding me and developing me to be the badass that he's created me to be. And that even though I think I'm ready, and even though I think I have the smarts and intelligence, like, God don't think I'm ready. Maybe he's protecting me for something. Maybe he's prepping me for something. Maybe he's about to blow my little bitty dreams out the water, but he got to prepare me for that. So I think the most impactful thing is just learning how to wait on God and just redirecting how I react to that. And I think for me, the lesson is learning to depend on God because a lot of times I think that your rejection is redirection and your rejection is the lesson and the testimony that you got to take with you to the next level and you can't do that if you don't go through it because at the end of the day everything that we do in our life 
it's for the glory of God. It's not for you. It's not for me. It's not for your mama. It's not for your daddy. It's for the glory of God, and it's for his testimony. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in ourselves as human beings, which we're human, so we're going to get caught up, that we don't realize that everything we're going through or everything that we're enduring, it's not about us. It never was about us. Nope, never is. It's about God. And sometimes for God to use us, he got to take us through the storm. And I think that if you're in your storm right now, God is really just redirecting you. He's washing you off. He's prepping you. He's getting you ready. That was a word, Pastor Shelby. Listen, that was just on my spirit today. But one thing I will say about rejection is that it is a part of life. So it doesn't matter what status you get to in your vision. Yeah. There will always be some form of rejection. So another thing for me is I'm not going to lie when I nobody likes rejection, obviously, but I used to get so angry to where I would be bitter about what what has rejected me. My most impactful rejection in my life was when I was in college. Yeah. And I had my whole life planned out. I specifically went to this university to become an architect. Thought I was going to be building houses, y'all. And when you go through this program, it's five years. So I went through two and a half years to get to the rest of the years. You have to go through a gateway process is what they called it, where you submit your portfolio of all the work you've done. Now, mind you, during those two and a half years, I participated in all kinds of competitions. I placed in competitions. Like, I was good at this. So, and then I was holding it down for all the women because it was only men that was in architecture anyway. So, I say all that to say was when we got to the gateway process, they rejected me. They said, and when you get rejected, you have to wait until the following spring. Not the next semester, but the following spring, so a whole year. So, thank God that at that time, I was already minoring in communication because I had it planned out. I was going to fly to New York and I was going to have my own show on Scripps Network, which is also HGTV, and just be building homes for people. So that was my whole dream. And so when I got to the gateway process, I fought it. When they told me I wasn't getting in, I fought it. I went to the dean, the school of architecture. I went to every professor I worked with. I wrote letters. I was so, like, adamant about knocking that door down that was slammed in my face. Mm -hmm. So needless to say... I was actually, with not even really knowing it, I was really bitter for a couple years after that because, I mean, obviously I didn't want to wait until the following spring because, a long story short, I didn't have that many classes to take. I wouldn't be a full-time student. Like, it would just mess up a whole lot of things. So I just changed my minor to my major, and I got out that summer. I graduated that summer. So needless to say, it's like when you have this plan in your head of what you want to do with your life and then God slams the door in your face, it's not saying that that, maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's a detour for me to become, you know, an architect, but I realize now, several years later, that that wasn't the path for me to go. Yeah. And when something's slammed in your face, (laughs) I I shouldn't say slammed in your face, but when a door is closed so hard to where there's no window, there's no basement for you to go through, there's no backyard for you to get to it. Girl. That means it is not your, your path. Yeah. So I just realized that I can't make that bitter. Or I can't make let that make me bitter. And so I will always remember that story. And I still um, don't understand why I went through those times. But 
I did do some like internships with the work that I did complete in the School of Architecture, which was really cool. And it was crazy because I still have that those accreditations on my resume. And I was like, nobody cares that I did two little years and, you know, architecture. Nobody cares. But my last interview that I had, they actually asked me about it. And I was so geeked. I was like, yes, I did. Like, I was just so excited because that was something that was important to me. And I was like, y'all going to know that I'm smart. I was, this is what I studied. And even though I didn't finish, like, I did finish in something. But I say all that to say is, like, if, if the path is not going where you want it to go, there is something better for you. Something that could be, like you just said, blow your mind out the water of your dream because God has a bigger plan for us anyways. So if this is where the path that God has taken me, then I'm just going to go right on with it. Yeah. So, and then everybody hates rejection, but it's going to happen. So you just got to figure out how you're going to deal with it. Yep. And that's all I got. Well, that is enough. Yes. And a word. I'm going to leave y'all with (laughs) words of encouragement, okay? So it's Romans 8.28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. So I truly believe that all things work together. Yeah. A lot of the times my overthinking analytical mind doesn't understand why things happen, but no time, none of your time is wasted and nothing that you go through is not for, you just don't go through stuff just for no reason. It will all make sense in the end. Yeah. So, I'm going to leave y'all with a prayer. So, if you please bow your heads while I pray. So, (laughs) dear God, we thank you for this day. And we just thank you for your word. We thank you for being able to share our stories with our listeners. We thank you for the people that have tuned in. We pray that everything that we have spoke today may be something that they have been dealing with. That they got um, a sign or a confirmation or affirmation from you through what we have spoken about today. We know that all things work together for our good. So anybody that is dealing with rejection, please give them peace, a peace of mind, and knowing that victory is right around the corner. We love you and we trust you with all our heart. And I pray that you protect everyone under the sound of my voices as they go on throughout their week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.